All right, Rabotai, welcome. It's that time of the morning where we uh, try to go through some sugyot for halakha. First, let's close out yesterday's halakha. Uh, we did speak to the, uh, the great rabbis in Israel uh, through our good friend and student, Halfon Kabasso, and our good friend, Yididenu Ayakar Yitzhak Shemuel Franco. Each one spoke to their respective uh, rabbis. I think we got answers from Rabbi Shlomo Amar and Hacham David Yosef and Chief Rabbi Hacham Yitzhak. And they all concurred that Birkat Gomel not via the Zoom. They all held that uh, Birkat Gomel can only be done through Asara. They didn't see it like uh, the side that we were pushing. It seems they see it as it's like a minyan, you need to have the ten. That's the way Rabbi Bitan also expressed to me as well. So therefore, Rabotai, for all those that have to make Birkat Gomel, the solution is that we said yesterday, then wait it out. There's no statute on Gomel. You can make it after 10 years, like there's no statute on Korban Toda. So, Bezat Hashem, uh, unless, you know, some of you guys have clever ideas. I saw two ideas that I thought were quite clever. One was they sent around a uh, Geniza truck, making an announcement about Tawab as Geniza, and the truck came around the block like the ice cream truck, and you went out and you throw the uh, Geniza and the guy's back in the truck, and uh, he charges you a little more than the ice cream, but nonetheless, it was a good service. Recently, I saw uh, that they're going around with a truck with trees on it in order to fulfill Birkata Ilanot. You guys make an announcement about Tawab, whoever to make Birkata Ilanot, you, know, you have uh, uh, a tree or trees that are on a truck. Okay, nice uh, nice idea. So I think we should make a Birkata Gomel truck. We'll take 10 guys, and we'll put them on the back of a uh, a truck, like they did with the singers the other day. And we'll make an announcement, Abotai, whoever has to make a Birkata Gomel, come out of your house now, and we're the official, uh, you know, Asara Batlanim, that are in charge of uh, answering uh, for the Birkata Gomel. Until uh, that happens... Uh, then we're going to have to wait until the conventional synagogues open up. And uh, that Shabbat will have uh, many, many recovering uh, people. And they'll be able to make the Beracha. So that's that. Uh, we'll put a, a, a final uh, mascara on that. En Osim Birkata Gomel Derech Hazum. Now, I came to talk about another mitzvah that is very applicable during these days. And that is the mitzvah actually two mitzvot, the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim and the mitzvah of Nihum Avelim. Uh, let us first uh, establish the importance of visiting the sick and uh, consoling the, uh, the, the people that lost uh, somebody, Nihum Avelim. Now, we have to first uh, establish, is this a mitzvah from the Torah? Is this a mitzvah from the rabbis? What's the source of it? And then we could go on and start to learn some of the details. So, we have a class on Monday nights, actually. Uh, today's Monday. And we learn a book called Sefer Haredim. Sefer Haredim was a rabbi called Rabil Azar Azkari. He lived in Sfat about 500 years ago, in the times of the Arizal and the great Sadiqim. And uh, he wrote basically a book Counting the Tariyag Mitzvot. And in the book Sefer Hasidim, Haredim, I should say Haredim, I found 
that he talks about the mitzvah bikor cholim in no less than three different places. So I want to read you first what he writes in Perek Tet, Ot Lamed Tet. Mitzvah bikor cholim menauha miminyan taryag. So right away that's a chadush. He holds that it's part of the taryag mitzvot to visit the sick people. Like we're going to write later on. And he says, what is the mitzvah? How do you fulfill it? That when you see your friend in pain, it's interesting. That part of the Bikur Cholim is first to feel the pain of the other one. You have, to, you have to take it to heart. You can't just come along and say, ah, he's 80 years old, you know, listen, that's what happens, old man, you know, what's for dinner? No, you have to ponder for a minute and be mitzta'ed that the guy's in, in, in sick. Oh. So one of the key elements of Bikur Cholim is to pray for the person. To pray for his, uh, his healing. And if a person visited the sick and he didn't, uh, he didn't pray for him, that's incredible. He didn't fulfill the mitzvah, which is uh, very, very important to remember that. The key mitzvah is to pray for the guy. And that's what the Tur writes, that's what the Bet Yosef writes, that's what the Ramban writes. And uh, therefore, just a, a word to the wise, when a person goes to visit uh, the sick, you have to make sure to tell the guy, if you went and talked to the guy and you made the guy feel good and you, you, know, you spoke to the doctors, all that is definitely part of the mitzvahs we're going to see. But the ikar mitzvah is to pray for the guy. So then before you leave, you have to make sure to tell the guy, you know, that's the first place. In the second place, he says, it's in perik yudchet and tet. Lebaker cholim. Now I want to uh, make a uh, a word here. What does the word bikur mean? Bikur cholim. I'm going to tell you what it doesn't mean. Most people misinterpret the word bikur cholim to mean to visit. Bikur does not mean to visit. Uh, for example, uh, by an animal that's a korban, the law says before you can bring it as a korban, you have to mevaker it. The bikur of the korban. You're not visiting the korban. When you're going to the barn, visiting the uh, the cow before you slaughter it. There's no mitzvah visiting the cows. Bikur over there means inspection. To inspect, to investigate. Lebaker. Uh, so therefore, part of the mitzvah bikur holim is to inspect the situation of the holeh. A lot of times, the holeh might be, uh, he needs something. But there's nobody there to, to tend to his needs. Or he needs his bed to be prompted up, or he needs a pillow, or he needs a blanket, or it's too cold in the room, or he needs something to drink, or he needs something to eat. So the real bikur, which is very, very common today, to check the chart of the, of the patient to see if the doctors are doing their job, if the nurses are giving the medicine. If there's not somebody that's going to be on top of the doctors, <clears throat> doctors are human beings, they make mistakes, they have a lot of patience. So therefore, the bikur is to really be like an inspector, to be a, 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 you know, a, somebody that's coming to tend to the needs. So it's not that you should come in and say, oh, 
How you doing, Jack? Flush your mouth, feel better. Meanwhile, there was a lot of things that you could have done. As a matter of fact, the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says that they went to visit. Where's this Gemara? I'll show you. They went to visit Rabbi Akiva. Yeah. The Gemara Darim, page 40. A student of Rabbi Akiva got sick. And Rabbi Akiva came to make a visit. From here you see, the greatest hakamim uh, did not uh, 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 you know, abdicate their responsibility to visit the sick. They didn't say, well, I'm learning, you know, I'm busy. Rabbi Akiva, anybody more busy than Rabbi Akiva? So what did he do? Listen to what he did in Akiva. He sweeped the floor. He saw that the place that the hole was in, nobody cleaned it. It was unkempt. So imagine Biakiva walks in and he's picking up the papers and he's tidying up the place and he's sweeping and he's cleaning and he's mopping the floor and he opens the windows to get the light in and he's doing all things to give a little, you know, hair, good feeling in the room. And what happened? And what? He, 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 he lived. So he tells Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Ehaitani, Rabbi, you, you gave me life. That means the, 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 the environment that the sick person is in lends to his uh, recovery as well. So that's why you go into the sick guy's room, you put a, a bouquet of flowers in there, takes his mind in a happy place. You give him a, a, a you know, Maybe a little music or something like that. Anyway, he tells Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, you have given me life. Listen to what Rabbi Akiva said. Yatsa Rabbi Akiva v'darash. So Rabbi Akiva left the visit and he says, Kol damim. Anybody that doesn't visit the sick is like a murderer. Imagine, like a murderer. Because you see over here by doing a little adjustment in the sick person's room, you gave the guy life. And therefore, uh, bikur means to inspect. Bikur means to, to analyze. It's not just to walk in and say uh, a word and walk out. I'm reading from the rabbi called Aruch HaShulchan for a minute. In Siman Shin Lambedir. Unbelievable. They had certain groups in different cities, like we have uh, Bikur Holim, let's say. They called it the group of sleepers. Hevrat Lena. What was it? They appointed a certain amount of people in the city that every night they were appointed to sleep with the sick people in the hospital. So no sick person was ever left alone. Because during the day, okay, people visit, but during the night, the, the guy's all alone. What happens two o'clock in the morning? You need something. What? Always the nurse comes uh, right away. So he says, fortunate are the cities that established Hagrat Lena. During the day, there's visitors, there's people that help the sick. You know, the family members, they went to work. They go home, they're tending to their family. Look at this here. The Aruch HaShulchan says, great is their reward. Uh, we today, Baruch Hashem, uh, we can be very practical. We do have these type of organizations. 
uh, in the hospitals. We have these 24-hour rooms that are there in order to, you know, uh, uh, whether it's the Satma Bikur Holim or whatever organization they have, uh, Chesed 24-7, whatever they call it, these different organizations that are in the hospital 24-7, and they go from room to room. Even we have some of the members of our community in Maimonides, they're on the, uh, uh, a group where they tend to the uh, members, at least of our community, to make sure that they're set up. They, they meet them at the emergency rooms after waiting for two and a half hours. They get them in, they get them a doctor, they get them... So, it's a tremendous thing. This is really what the Mizrabi Bikur Holim is. So the Sefer Haredim continues and says, and I quote, Shina <clears throat> Emar, what's the source of Bikur Holim in the Torah? So he quotes a pasuk in Shemot, Yudchet. You should teach them the proper road that they should walk in. So it seems it's a certain road that God wants you to walk in. What is this road? So the Gemara says, The road that God wants you to walk in is visiting sick. Like we said from Rabbi Akiva, if you don't visit, it's like you murdered them. Because you'd be surprised. Uh, the visit can bring the person uh, uh, to life. Now, the third place where Sifr Haredim uh, mentions this is at the end of the book. I quote and I quote the three times. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the, oh, here, here. It's in Perek Yudbet, Mitzvah Mem Zayin. Mitzvat Aseh Lebaker Cholim. So remember this, boys. Uh, according to Sefer Haredim, he holds, it's a Mitzvah in the Torah. We're not going to see, everybody doesn't hold like that. That's his opinion. Dekhtib et haderech yelchuba. Bedal shu yelchuzu bikor cholim. So, so far we learned some of the rules how to fulfill bikor cholim. Number one, he said you got to pray for the cholim. If you don't pray for the cholim, you don't fulfill the Mitzvah. Number two, to clean the room, to make it uh, nice for the, uh, for the Chole. Now he says something else. I'm to talk to him. Unbelievable, to talk to the Chole. Now we know, and this always bothered me, but now I see that that's, that's a key item. You know, on Shavuot, we read Azharot. The Azharot is a poem that was written by a Zafaradi rabbi called Rabbi Shalomo Ibn Gabirul. And basically, he wrote in a poetic form all the 613 mitzvot. And Bikor Cholim is one of the 613, according to the Shalom Emin Gabirul. And the way he writes it is, Ve'ha'cholim tesihem. And the sick people, you should converse with them. I found that amazing that that's the item that Rabbi Ibn Gabirul chose to depict Bikor Cholim. He didn't say visit. He said, And that's what the Haredim writes. Ibn Gabirul to teach you that the speech talking to the Hole, it's good. Now, obviously, you're not going to talk to them about morbid things. You're not going to talk to them about you know, the chances of his survival. You're not going to tell them, I just read an article, guys in your position, nine out of ten don't make it out of here. Uh, that's not the conversation, obviously, you're going to have with, with, with the sick person. Nor are you going to have the conversation by telling the guy, you know, listen, you know, don't forget to write your will. You don't want to give the guy a sad 
conversation. You want to talk to him, things that can, can cheer him up. I'll give you just two stories to show you this. I know this is not a story, Shi'ud, but from the stories you learn the, the value of these uh, mitzvot. One story happened with myself, uh, and one happened with one of the great members of our community, uh, Mr. Freddie Bijo, who's also a tremendous man in the mitzvah, Bikur Cholim. I'll tell you the story with Freddie first. Freddie always did Bikur Cholim. That's his mitzvah, him and Bobby Madelon, all those guys, of the, the original founders of Bikur Cholim. They loved this mitzvah, and they brought it to the community, and they, you know, advanced it. <clears throat> Very fortunate. Anyway, Freddie's telling somebody once, you got to do mitzvah bikor holim, you're going to love it. You're going to feel great. <clears throat> Forget about what you're going to do to the sick guy. It's going to give you a great, uh, you know, great feeling. The guy says, no, nah, I, don't, I don't do it. It's not my item. I do other things. I give tzedakah. I'm not a, you know, I don't know how to do the visits. It's, it's very easy. You go, you speak to the guy a little. You're going to see, it's going to, you're going to go and then tell me it didn't change your life. Okay, I'll, I'll try. So he goes after work, and uh, Freddie tells him the hospital, the room numbers, old Syrian guy in, in the hospital. So he walks in, uh, he says, uh, hello, uh, Mr. So-and-so, I'm uh, Mr. Whatever, I came to visit you. What are you coming to visit me? Did I ask for visitors? Get out of here, leave me alone. I didn't ask everybody to visit me. Do me a favor, I'm, I'm, rela- I'm quiet, I'm, I'm relaxing over here. Get lost. The guy was a crabby old type of man. And uh, the guy says, I thought I'm going to feel good. The guy felt so embarrassed. Better off not visiting the guy. So he ran out. He ran out, finished. Now he ran out so fast, he forgot his attache case in the room. Now he's got to go back. And he'd rather leave it there. He don't want to go back. He don't want to see the guy. Forget about praying for him to live. He feels bad that he visited him. So he said, I got to go back. And as he's going back, he hears the guy on the phone. Talking to his friend, you don't know, they visited me today. Somebody came, they remembered me. They, I thought everybody forgot me. They came, so the guy said, I don't believe it. Although the guy put up a front, as you know, a proud guy, I don't need visitors. But look at what the, the guy immediately, when the guy left, he called his friend, they didn't forget me. And at that point, the guy said, Freddie was right. You see that? The, the feeling he got was, was, was incredible. Uh, because even though you might not see the result, that the sick person is getting a benefit, there's always going to be a benefit. The, the story that happened to me was to show you that talking to the chole uh, definitely gives them, gives them life. I once went to visit one of my uncles uh, that was in the hospital. Obviously, he passed away since it was Uncle Joe S's. And uh, when I went to visit him, his daughters were there. It was in, uh, I think, uh, uh, NYU. And uh, when I went to see him, he was, uh, you know, eyes opening and closing, very tired. So his daughters told me, Rabbi Eli, thanks for visiting, but it's a bad day. Uncle Joe's really not responding too much. So just, you know, give him a blessing and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I said, uh, all right. Uh, after I gave him the blessing, I said, let me take a crack at it. I know my Uncle Joe was very instrumental in building the Mag and David High School. That was one of his uh, major projects. So I started to tell him a story about the high school, and on purpose, I changed the facts. You know, I made it like a different story. All of a sudden, he says, that's not what happened. He tells his daughter, pull, pull the bed up, pull the bed So his daughter said, what happened? The guy, he didn't open his mouth the whole day. 
I said, because you're talking to him about recipes. You don't care the recipe to how to make jadra uh, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, 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 how much uh, you have to put in the, uh, the lahmajin. doesn't talk to him. When we say to talk to the, to the sick person, it means talk to him things that, that concern him. Talk to things. So if a guy is not a Talmudist, don't come along and start talking to him the Talmud. The guy likes baseball. Go talk to him about baseball. And all of a sudden you see the guy, oh, he gets all excited. Oh, that's his item. The point is to get his blood, you know, uh, uh, running, to get his blood boiling again, to give him some life. So anyway, add that to the list, that part of the mitzvah b'kor is to talk to the guy, to give the guy a chizuk, to give the guy a story, to make the guy laugh, to cheer him up, and so on and so forth, and especially when people are alone, so they can go into a depression. There's nothing better, Shalom Melech says, is when you talk to a guy, it takes, it takes him out of his, uh, his depression, and so on and so forth. So that's, that's the mitzvah because now let's look at the Rambam for a minute. The Rambam, the Rambam is in the laws of Aveluth, actually. He puts the laws of Aveluth and Bikur Holim together because, you know, that's the stages. First Bikur Holim and then, God forbid, it's Aveluth. So he writes over here in Perek Yudalid in Halakha. Oh, so Harambam clearly writes that it's a mitzvat aseh midivrehem, midrabanan. Sanjay, on TV now. Okay, famous. So it's a mitzvah, according to Harambam, it's a mitzvah midrabanan, lebaker cholim. He also holds when you make Nihum Avelim visiting the mourners, it's also with Rabbanan. Go to a wedding, to make a wedding. To escort your guests. Anytime you involve yourself in the burial process. To eulogize. To dig, to bury. Go to a wedding to rejoice. These are gemilut hasadim. There's no limit to these mitzvot. It means you could visit a person a hundred times a day. A person never re- absolves himself. You don't say, well, I visited him once. Now somebody says, you want to come to me to visit the guy? I went already. No, these mitzvot you could do over and over and over again. And I remind you what we say every single day in the prayers. There's certain mitzvot that you get dividends in this world. Now, let me make it very clear. <clears throat> Most of the mitzvot, the payout is in Olam Abba. It's not uh, a company that pays a, you know, a quarterly dividend. Dividends from mitzvot are really in Olam Abba, except for a few mitzvot that Borei Olam says these are so important, I'm going to give you a dividend payment in this world. What is a dividend payment? It has to be blessing. It's not necessarily money, but it's a blessing in your life. So it says, what are they? Ve'eluhen, bikur holim. Bikur holim is one of those items. So you should know on the day that you visit the sick, that's the day that already you got a check, a dividend check from the Shammai. Not in a hundred years, that day. God's credit is very good. He doesn't uh, delay it. He pays 
it pays immediately. But then the Rambam says, even though I just told you that these mitzvot are midrabanan, Oh, but you do get a mitzvah de oraita because it's under the umbrella of the hafta leraka kamocha. Call that the barim sheatarot says she ase otam necha acherim. Anything that you would want others to do to you, ase otan atal achicha. So you do that to your brother. So therefore, interesting Rambam, although there's no explicit mitzvah of Bikur only according to Harambam, but it's under the umbrella of Avtalakimah. So you get a Dirabanan and a Deoraita somehow. But according to many of these Shunim, as I said, the Ramban included, uh, he holds Bikur Holim is actually a mitzvah Aseh Minatura. And that's how it sounds like Rabbi Ibn Gabiru, the way he counted his part of the Tariyag. And as I told you from Sefer uh, Haredim. Okay. Very nice. The she'elah that we have today is a very, very big she'elah, which has great application in our time. And that is, today, the only people that they're letting in the hospitals is the chole. Uh, They are not allowing any uh, extraneous visitors to come into the hospital. Uh, and they're even locking down other departments that are not you know, related to the pandemic. They have to limit the spread. Therefore, sick people are going to the hospital by themselves and they don't have uh, their family members with them. So therefore, the question then is, is there an alternate way that a person can fulfill the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim? The question was asked to Rav Moshe Feinstein, Moshe, as well as our great Rabbi Hakam Yosef, in Yehavedat, in the third uh, book, the 84th question. Take that back, the 83rd question. And I read you the question that they asked him. Oh, can you do Bikur Cholim over the telephone? And you tell the guy, hey, you know, feel better. Is that going to be a mitzvah? Uh, or, no, maybe you got to... Maybe you actually got to get there. Maybe you got to be there. Beautiful answer. Two rabbis both came to the exact same conclusion. Both Shalom and Rav Moshe came with the same uh, approach. The approach is based like this. First of all, the rab says, what's one of the sources of Bikur Cholim? Yilchuba. Yilchuba zu Bikur Cholim. So he says, you see that the Hakamim were concerned that you actually go there, especially that we learned the story of Rabbi Akiva. What did he do when he got there? He swept, he tended to the room, he made sure everything was clean, and the patient said, Now on the phone, it's very nice, you, be, you, you maybe be able to fulfill the speaking to the chole, which we said is an integral part where you could talk to him on the phone, however you're not going to be able to fulfill all the elements of what we call Cholim really is, especially that 
when it comes to uh, praying for the Hole. Now, Chambabadiyah says a novel, uh, you would say, well, praying, I could pray for the guy on the phone. Put him on the phone. Hey, Jack, is that you? Uh, feel better. But he says, it's not the same. Why? There's a famous contradiction in two tzaddikim that made prayers. We see that they prayed in different styles. One is Yaakov Abinu, and one is Moshe Rabbeinu. When Yaakov Abinu prayed to be saved from his brother, Esav, what did he say? Hatsileni na miyad ahi miyad Esav. He says, save me from my brother, from Esav. And the Gemara learns from over here, that from here you learn that when you pray, you have to be specific. Because if he would have said, my brother, well, you know, you could call your cousin your brother also. You could call, you know, relatives. Anashim ahim anahnu. So the word ahim is vague. So when you pray, you have to be clear. Who am I praying for? So why didn't you just say miyad Esav? Because maybe it's another Esav. There's a lot of Esavs in the phone book. So therefore, you have to be very specific. So for me, you learn when you pray, you got to say the guy's name. Good. Fast forward to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu is praying for his sister's recovery, that's Miriam that got leprosy. So what does he say? El na refa na la. No mention of Miriam's name. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the reconciliation? Are you supposed to mention the name or not? So there's a famous answer that the Magen Abraham says that ha bifanav, ha shelo bifanav. It depends. If you are in front of the hole, you're in front of the person that you're praying for, like in Moshe Rabbeinu's case, Miriam was right in front of him. You don't have to say the name. You just point. He's right there. However, in Yaakov's case, Esab wasn't in front of him. So then already you have to mention the name. That's the Chiluk. The Mekubalim write that there's a big difference when you pray and mention the name or when you don't mention the name. And the Kabbalah writes, it's always better if you don't have to mention the name. If you don't have to mention the name. Why? Because sometimes it's the name of the person that there's a judgment on. That's why sometimes we change the guy's name. So if you could bypass the name, it doesn't arouse judgments. However, we learned the rule that you're only allowed to bypass by saying the name if you're in front of the hole. So Acham writes, if you're going to make me call him on the telephone, you're not in front of him. So you're going to have to say, Yaakov ben Sarah. So it's not going to be a, 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 as valuable as a tefillah as if you were there. Because if you're in front of them, all you have to say is, El and you don't mention them, it doesn't arouse the judgment. So even praying for somebody on the phone, Nacham writes, is not as beneficial as praying for the guy if you are if you're there. So therefore he says, although you could do it, but it's much better to obviously be in front of him for that reason. Now I'll tell you something else. This Ta'akam uh, doesn't mention, but nonetheless, uh, I, will, uh, I will point it out. You have to remember that doctors and nurses are human beings. And... Uh, just like teachers are human beings. 
everybody's human beings and everybody's influenced by what they see. Unfortunately, when a patient is in a hospital and he doesn't get any visitors, so the impression that the staff might get, he's not an important guy, nobody visits him, uh, so therefore they don't go out of their way to treat him, you know, and give him all the, uh, the benefits of whatever they could do. But imagine you have somebody in the hospital, every couple of minutes another guy's coming to visit and the waiting room is crowded and they're coming, I want to, I want to see him, and the nurse comes in, okay, everybody has to go out, too many people. So now they say, what's going on? Who's this guy? All these people. So already in their mind they say, there's a lot of people that we're going to have to answer to. If this guy doesn't get the right care, there's a hundred friends that are calling and coming. So it puts the pressure on the staff to make sure that they, that they tend to the person because he's a Hashuv guy. It's not a mitzvah that doesn't have any tov'im. Uh, so therefore, that's also why the mitzvah be called holim. So when you go to the hospital or to go to the house, it causes the staff to be a little more, uh, you know, on their toes. So in a landmark uh, decision in Yahweh uh, comes out, in his conclusion, and he writes, and I quote, Lachen, if you could go actually to visit the sick person yourself, you're not yotze the mitzvah completely by the telephone. That's his lashon. That means you get the, you know, partial credit for Bikur Holim. Because like we said, you can't pray the best way, you can't tend to his needs the best way, you can't really do all the mitzvot that are necessary uh, to fulfill. So he says, hey, yo, you, you, get, uh, you get some credit, uh, you get some credit. Now, Rabotai, I want to, uh, uh, just one story, there's a famous story that when Hacham Vadya Alav Shalom went to make a... Uh, Oh, no, no, that, 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 that's for the next point. The story that I want to tell you now is, so therefore, you don't fulfill the mitzvah b'kor cholim completely when you do it on the phone because you cannot do, like I said, all the, all the other things. It's un, and therefore, he says, always if you have a chance to physically go, you should go. And that's the way Reb Moshe Feinstein uh, came, out, uh, came out as well. Oh, this is my point I wanted to say. There's a big... Mahloket, big Mahloket, how do we look at a voice over a phone? Or sounds that come through a phone in halakha? This is a subject that we probably have to spend a separate shi'ud on, but it's a big Mahloket. For example, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach holds that if somebody, let's say, heard Megillat Esther over a phone, not Yotze, he holds, you're not hearing the actual, you're not hearing the actual voice. It's, you're hearing the vibrations. And that's not considered a voice. Or if, let's say, they blew the shofar, he had a goy uh, dial the phone, and they blew the shofar, Anushna through a phone, Rosh Hashanah said, that's not called hearing the shofar. It's like hearing it in a, uh, in a pit, where the Gemara says, if you hear it from a pit, the guy blew it in a pit, and you're hearing it from there, the sound coming out, 
Lo Yatsa. That's Rav Shlomo Zaman's opinion. Um, he writes, however, that he once spoke to the Hazon Ish, and the Hazon Ish really didn't believe that. Hazon Ish believed a phone, you're hearing the person's voice. And he says, don't compare it to the case of the Shofar, there there's a delay. When you blow it into the pit, it's like you're hearing an echo. There's a second, there's a delay there. But on the phone, today there's no delay. Hazon Ish wanted to say that, could be the sound is the sound. This is an old mahlokit, can you answer Kaddish on the phone? I'm not talking about making a minyan on the phone. But let's say there's a minyan. I'll tell you what they used to do in Ahayezid. Uh, when Mr. Dayan, Alava Shalom, Nuri Dayan, when he got old, he loved the minyan, he loved the synagogue. And he couldn't pray with the minyan at the end. So they felt bad for him. They wanted him to participate. So what did they do? The good people at Ahayezid, they did an idea. They took a phone and they put it on the teva. And they would call Mr. Dayan every day. So at least he could participate and hear the... Uh, and I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he answered Amen. And he, it's not like he prayed with a minyan. It's not like we, we say the 10 people that are in the shul are like they're in Mr. Dayan's house because they have a phone there. Of course not. They have to be under the same roof. However, the phone, you're hearing it. You're hearing it from a place where there's a minyan. There's a, there's a lot of poskim that say it counts. Hacham uh, for example, was lenient to read the Migilat Esther through a microphone. The point is, Rabotai, um, don't confuse that mahlokit with what we're saying here. No matter how you come out on a phone with a sound, over here, it's not a deen in the, you have to hear the, it's a yeah that the guy knows that you're calling him, he knows who you are, and you're giving him hizuk. You know, it's not like you're saying a beraka over a phone that has to answer amen. So, it's got, even the opinions that say a phone is your voice, is not your voice, that's not going to have impact whether you hold, you can call a guy, give the guy a bikur holim on the, on the phone itself. Even Rosh Hashanah will agree that if the guy knows it's you, and by the way, I'll say better, today that we have the Zoom that we're talking over here now today, that would be better than a phone call. Because the Zoom, he can actually, he can see you. And he can see your expression, he can see your face. I, I actually, maybe one of our members could ask the post scheme. I don't think, I don't think that by a Zoom, that that's going to be considered that you're in front of the Hole, that you don't have to mention his name. Just because you see his, uh, his, his face on the screen. Otherwise, you take his picture out of your pocket and say, I'm in front of the Hole. Just like I don't think if there was a funeral on Zoom, I don't think that makes, uh, let's say, on the Shodesh, you're not allowed to make hispedim unless the dead body is in front of you. Uh, I don't think that on a Zoom that that uh, makes it, uh, that it's in front of you. Uh, but again, if you want to ask that question, you can ask that question. Does, does a Zoom have a deen of that the person that's there is considered bifanecha, the inyan, having to mention his name or having to make a hisped? But nonetheless... For our purposes, that's the way it comes out. Now the next she'elah, which is a more pressing she'elah. So therefore, Rabotai, if you have the ability to call somebody in the hospital, call them. You shouldn't say, well, we can't visit, scratch that mitzvah. No. There's ways to fulfill that mitzvah, at least partially, through making a phone call. Hazak Baruch. You took the words out of my mouth. You're a prophet. But texting would be the lowest level. So it would go... Texting the lowest level, phone a little better, Zoom much better, 
and visiting, that's the mitzvah. The reason why texting is because it's dry. You don't, you don't get the, the, the feeling in the, in the text. It's, it's still a little lonely, the text. It's, uh, we didn't see anywhere that they allowed sending a letter. Yeah, uh, yeah, they bring that down too. They bring that down to post-scheme. A letter, a fax today, an email, like you're saying, a text. But it's, uh, again, it's not as valuable as the other methods that were saying because it's a little more distance. But again, you shouldn't think it's all or nothing in Mitzvah B'Korli. So, so the dividend's not going to be a full dividend. You'll get partial dividends. What's the difference? Partial perot is also, uh, is also valuable. Now the question they ask is, what about what about consoling the mourners via telephone? That's already a big she'elah. Now, some of our members will say, what do you mean, it's the same she'elah? It's, uh, you know, uh, and some actually say that, yeah, that you can fulfill the mitzvah, make a call, and... Um, you know, give them your consolation to Ruhamam and Ashamaim and do that whole uh, that whole story. And you fulfill the which is by the way, today, that's the only way we can do Nihoma Belim, because we're really are not allowed to, to go into the people's homes. So a person shouldn't say, Well, I can't do it. But there's a famous letter from Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner wrote a sefer called Pahad Yitzhak. I want to tell you what the Pachad Yitzhak said. Look what he says over here. He says, yes, you could definitely fulfill on a phone. He's even more lenient than the Chabba Rab Moshe. He says, that's the mitzvah. What's the difference if you went there, called the guy up and made the guy feel good? He's a little more lenient even, Rav Hutna. But then listen to what he says about Nihom Avelim, which is a big hadush. Hine. Remember we learned in my second Berachot, there's a certain ceremony after a funeral that the members that went to the funeral stand in a line, in rows, and the mourners walk through the lines and they receive Tanhume Avelim. Rabbi Hutna learns from this that you see that it's not enough just to console. Nachamim were concerned that they want you to do a certain, a certain ceremony, a certain uh, 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 protocol. People standing in lines, the mourner goes through. It, his, his language is, they want you to make misibat avelim. An avelut party. Obviously, it's not a happy party, but it's a gathering the way you stand here, you stand there, the mourners walk through. So therefore, he says... That there's a deen of kiviut misibat nehama to establish a place where the mourning uh, uh, happens, and, um, and 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 that has to be in the house. You know that can't be over a phone. That that protocol. <coughs> Furthermore, I remember we had one of the members in our synagogue that had passed away, uh, Mr. Alan Lippman. Of those that remembered him, he used to come pray with us on Shabbatot. Alan was a very, very special man. It was a Sadiq, Yisod Olam. But unfortunately, he had no relatives. So this was a classic example of Met Mitzvah, and there was no mourners. 
So after the funeral was over, there's no, there's no bet avel. There's, there's nothing going on, and um, the uh, the rule of the Gemara is at least the Sfaradim have this custom. I'm not sure Ashkenazim have this custom that ten people go to the house and they sit in the house and they serve as the kilu, the mourners. That people, when they come and visit, they talk to these guys that are in the house. Interesting uh, minhag. When I think they say when Rabbi Mordechai Shara'abi passed away, the great Mikubal, he had passed away before after his wife. And he had no relatives, he had no children. And they say some of the students came, Rabbi Shemueli and some of the students, they came and they sat in the rabbi's house and they were the official, uh, what do you have to do that for? There's no mourners. So therefore, what are you going to the house for? So the rabbis explain, because the deceased is in the house. The big question, when the person goes to visit, you're making two mitzvot here. Not only are you visiting the living, but you're also giving consolation to the deceased because he's in the house. Famous story, when Achab went to visit Rabbi Yashib when he lost his wife. During the visit, Rabbi Yashiv got a phone call. It was Ravazna, the great rabbi, the Shevet Levi, And he gave him consolation over the phone. So from there, Chamavaya and Rabbi Yashiv started to discuss, does that count? Could you give consolation over the phone? So Rabbi Yashiv asked Chamavaya, what do you think? So he said, it depends. If consolation is primarily for the living, so call the guy up. But if it's also for the deceased, that's only in the house. Because the deceased is not on the telephone. The deceased is in the house. And therefore, Rav Hutnik came out that Nihum Abelim is more strict than Bikur Holim. There, it can only be done by a, by a personal visit. So again, that's in the perfect world. Just keep that in mind. That a person says, well, what's the difference? I called them up, I sent them a text. That's not going to console the, 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 the deceased. That can only be when you visit the house where the deceased is for the first seven days. And therefore, even when somebody doesn't have any mourners, you put 10 people there. Why? Because it consoles the deceased himself. This is called Yikaret de Haye, Yikaret de Shechbeh. The respect of the living and the respect of the deceased. So therefore, Rav Hutni came out, Nihoma Belim is Davka in the house. But today, that we have no choice, so a person shouldn't say, well, all or nothing. Therefore, since we can't do it in the perfect way, we're not going to do it at all. Better if a person could make a call that's a little more personal, at least to give the proper consolation. But if a person cannot, at least they should take advantage of sending a message or an email or a text just to get one of the members of our community that just got up from sitting uh, made an uh, observation and said that although it's very difficult this type of mourning because, you know, there's no house of Shiva'an, there's really no visitors, and there's no minyanim. He said, but, she said, but... Um, Every one that came to console over the phone, it's quality consolation. They're not calling you to talk about uh, nonsense. They're, not calling you to, they're calling you to ask you about your father and tell you what a story and tell you what a good guy he was. There's no fact. Everything is now, you're getting the real, you know, the real uh, purpose of Tan which I think, Rabotai, that one of the lessons probably of this and everybody has lessons because they know everything. I don't know exactly why this is happening and what the but just on a practical understanding, it's probably also that to reset uh, the Lo Alenu Balatashmi, the Bet Avel. It's gotta be reset. 
you know, by, by our community, because we love each other so much, the Bet Abel was so close, can turn into, you don't know if it's a Bet Abel or Bet Hatanim. If a guy walks in, he, he doesn't know which type of bite it is because of the uh, uh, atmosphere. And now uh, this puts us back to the, you know, to the taqlid, what, what the purpose is. In any event, Rabotai, we come at Halakha Maaseh today. First of all, the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim is a mitzvah that's very great, whether it's Teorayta or the Rabbanan. We know now the mitzvah is to pray for the Cholim. If you don't pray, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah at all. Uh, to tend to the needs, to see uh, uh, what the Cholim uh, is lacking, and to talk to him. Like wrote, and that mitzvah uh, primarily must be done. You got to go. However, however, if you cannot, you fulfill partial Bikur Olim over the phone, and you should not deny it, especially if he could see you over a Zoom, that would be better. On the other hand, the real, real mitzvah is to go to the house. It's It's to pay respect for the deceased as well. However, but at least we should do a chesed by sending some sort of consolation. Now, remind yourself, Consolation is like Bikur Holim, that if you don't console, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah either. Therefore, you must say either Tenuhamu Min Hashamayim, or write it, or Hamakom Yenachem Metchem. But if you go and speak and do, you get a nice mitzvah of, you know, Hesed. But the key mitzvah is, Litpalel Bishvila Holeh Vilinachem Et Avelim. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. All right, Rabotai, that's today's, uh, that's today's talk. It's good to see everybody. Nice to see you, Vicky.